Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with your host, Dr. Fuck from Thrasher Die and Combat, and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley. So it's time to fucking get the wax out of your fucking ears. That's right, we say fuck a lot. Right here on the Rock and Metal Combat fucking podcast. Hey everybody, it's me, Dr. Fuck from Thrasher Die. We are back on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, and I'm here this week with only Ian. How you doing, Ian? Uh What's wrong? Not too good. What's wrong? Well, man, there's been a lot of shit going on lately. I don't know if you've been uh, been watching the news, but uh, Robin Williams killed himself. Oh yeah. Um, we lost Lauren Bacall. Yeah. Um, we lost the great Don Pardo. Uh, yeah. And uh, and this is something that really hits close to home here at the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Uh, our beloved Terrence was doing the latest rage, which is the ALS Ice Bucket Water Challenge, and uh, and Terrence drowned. What? He drowned. Yes, ter- that that that's what it says in my notes. It says that Terrence <laughs> drowned doing the ALS water bucket challenge. Uh, so that's very sad. That's I'm, very sad. I'm telling you, water is a killer. It is. It is, especially water on the head. Uh, that'll get you every time. Ouch. Uh, but uh, in all seriousness, no, our beloved Terrence is still alive. Uh, yes, as but, it should be. Yes, yes. Terrence lives, but we do we did have what they call in the biz creative differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it happens a lot. Um, a few things came into light this week uh, that were brought to my attention that we had to address. A lot of people didn't know this, but uh, Terrence, besides being part of the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, uh, during the week he's also a police officer. In uh, Ferguson, Missouri. I didn't know this. And Yeah, and he had what they call a bad shoot. And there's a lot of controversy. And I just kind of felt we don't need that negative attention, you know, drawn to the show. Uh, You know, that came out. uh, That was early in the week. And then later in the week, uh, found out that uh, Terrence has ties to Hamas, you know, over in the Middle East. And, uh, man, you know, I ain't down with that. You know, my, my son proudly serves in the United States Navy. Uh, I myself am a proud veteran of the Salvation Army. And uh, so, you know, any ties to Hamas, um, I can't deal with. So we just had to cut ties. But the good news is uh, that there is a, a new anti-Semitic uh, podcast going starting <laughs> up by Terrence. And, and uh, our, a friend of the show, Josh, who's going to be on a future episode... And another friend of Josh's, and I think another friend of Terrence, and it's called the Rock Metal and Prog um, Central. Great name. Uh, so I, I'd encourage any listeners that suffer from insomnia uh, to check out his new show. Just kidding, uh, but no, check it out. Uh, we still love Terrence here at the show, and we still have plenty of episodes. I think we have probably two months 
worth of episodes with Terrence that we have pre-recorded because, you know, you, Dr. Fuck, have your shows with Combat and Thrash or Die. I have my shows with uh, my John Caffrey and Beaver Brown band tribute uh, show. So, and we're going to, we're going to show those because, you know, there, there's fans of Terrence and, uh, you know, trust me, since he's left, I've gotten a ton of hate mail about him leaving the show that all says the same thing. Uh, now he'll never move out and that they were all written by his father, but, uh, all jokes aside, we love Terrence. Please check out his new podcast. And, uh, you, you got anything to add to this dilemma? doctor oh well yeah as you know and terrence both know i am staying out of this little uh conflict that happened with the rock and metal combat podcast it's very unfortunate that it had to end that way but at the same time i want to stay mutual on both sides i have nothing against either one of you and i did speak briefly with terrence about it and uh i did uh tell terrence that hey if you ever needed me on your show I'd be more than happy to be part of it. And he said, uh, he said, yeah, um, he's going to have me on his show. So, you know, whenever he wants, I'm not going to pressure him. If he wants me on the show, I'm going to be part of his show. And I want to stay mutual to both parties. Um, It is unfortunate to see him go, but, you know, it's, I feel this is your show, Ian, because uh, you're the one that busted your ass to get it on iTunes and everything. You're the one that put the money down. Neither me or Terrence have given you a penny, so I'm not one to tell you how to run what I consider is your show. Yes, I am kind of like the guy that starts it off. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Because I do have, you know, somewhat of a name, I guess, because of my reviews and the band I'm in uh, called Thrasher Die that has uh, 160,000 people on our Facebook. But I digress. Um, so, uh, a lot of people do listen to our podcast because of my little, uh, YouTube channels plugging it. So, you know, and I want to thank everybody that, you know, and, uh, Terrence, you know, we love you, man. And, uh, as you know, we're all gonna, let's, let's really, I hope, uh, Terrence is listening now and he takes what I say to heart when I say, please let this not turn into a war. Let's not fight amongst each other. We're all brothers. Uh, Ian just wanted to go in a different direction. And we're going to test this out and see how it goes um, for now. So um, it's not up to me. But at the same time, I want to stay friends with both of you and be part of both of your shows. Uh, Ian still wants me to be be part every week, which I will be here every week with Ian. And uh, in the future, we may have some guests people, but uh, we are not looking for somebody to be the third part of the show, but we are open to have guests on the show, but who knows when that'll happen, whenever. But um, in the meantime, uh, a a lot of people are already telling me that um, they want me to review Ace Frehley's new album, uh, Space Invader, which just came out this past Tuesday. And I came up with the idea last week where I said, hey, let's review it for now and then put it up. And then, you know, let's just bump up this episode with over everything we've already done for future episodes. Put it up now. Let the people know what we think of uh, Space Invader. 
And then like in a year, I'll put it up properly on my Almost Human 56 uh, review channel where I review everything Kiss. Because in a year, it'll be beyond sunk in. And I can give a more honest review. So the review I'm giving you today is uh, Fresh Ears. Somebody that it hasn't sunk in that, that well. And this is the first time ever that I've taken notes on the podcast. Because every time we do a review... It's albums that are basically in my DNA. So this time, since this one is still fresh, I took little notes with each song. And uh, we will get into it uh, right after Ian has anything. Is there anything else you want to throw into uh, what I just talked about? Yeah, I just want to say, you know, this isn't just my show. It's your show as well, Ralph. It's the people's show. Uh, that being said, Gene Simmons advised that I should fire you and hire you back on salary and not make you a full member. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll see how that we'll see how that works. How, how about getting a doctor, <laughs> doctor fuck impersonator? That would be better. A, a scab, <laughs> We're gonna paint somebody a scab doctor fuck. <laughs> a, a scab fuck. Yeah, a scab fuck. <laughs> a guy that actually uh, goes out there and, and bangs sluts, but actually pays for it. Not like the original one <laughs> that gets it for free. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about. You and Just your mom know what I'm talking about. Ian. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I have heard the stories. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Video. Let's. <laughs> yeah. I did film the video. Uh, but let's get into fucking this album that's been highly anticipated. Oh, yeah. A lot of people excited about Space Invader. All the kids are going crazy over it, and I'm one of them. Uh, I am a huge Ace nerd, if you know. I swing off the nuts of Ace, really. Uh, I did let go during Anomaly. I fell really hard, but, boy, I'm swinging on those nuts really hard now because Space Invader is a fucking awesome album. It should have been the Anomaly. It should have came out when Anomaly came out. To me, that's... Space Invader is worth a 20-year uh, wait. Anomaly wasn't. Uh, you, Ian? Um... Uh... I love Ace. I, I love Ace, and I couldn't wait for this album. But I got a feeling, you know, while something's changed, something's never new. And I th- think you and me might have uh, opposite opinions on this album. But we're going to find out as we go track through track like we always do. But as always, Dr. Fuck, why don't you start out this album, this highly anticipated album, Space Invader, with the first track? First track, title track, Space Invader. Oh, man, come on, let's give it up for this song, huh? This song fucking rolls. Everything about this is exactly what I love about Ace Freely. I love the little guitar effects during the verses. I love the the cheesy lyrics, you know, the Space Invader's gonna save the planet, and the guitar solo, and it's just so... And that, and that verse is so catchy with the Space Invader. I just love it. What a great fucking song. To think like, you know, he wrote this after Anomaly, it's like, God, man, you'd figure it would take him 20 years to write kick-ass shit like this, not like Below the Angels or whatever the fuck that album with the one with the with the, with the the daughter. Hey, baby, you know what's that, baby? <laughs> Over there on the sky, baby? <laughs> that was ridiculous. Unlike this, this is Ace Frehley. This is the shit I'm talking about. Space Invader. A solid 10, cla- instant classic Ace Freely that I cannot firmly see myself till the day I die not point to that one as one of the best 
hates frilly songs ever. Space Invader fucking rules. Ian? Uh, you, give, you give this song a 10? Oh, yeah. Solid 10. Because this is a fucking 11. This is a fucking 11 and a half. This is probably the best song. This is probably the best song this guy's done since the fucking 78 solo album. I love this. Man, when I first heard this, I was like, you got to be shitting me. This is incredible. And then come to find out, this is why the album was delayed. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, Ace is fucking up again. The album's getting delayed a month. It was delayed because he added two songs to the album. This one and another one we'll talk about later. And holy shit, I could not imagine this album without this fucking title track. By far the best song on the album. All right, now we go into the next one, which I got a feeling is going to be the first single. If you can even consider, you know, say there's a single in this day and age when there's no radio station, there's no MTV that's going to play it. But if there was, it would probably be this song, which is Give Me a Feeling. And I love this song as well. It's not Space Invader, but it is catchy as a motherfucker. Great playing by Ace, great solo, and has a real uh, 70s hard rock feel to me. I mean, when I hear this, it, uh, you know, there's some modern production on it, but to me, it just through and through sounds like a 70s hard rock song, and, and I love it, and I wish there was an outlet where more people could hear this, because I think a lot of people, not just KISS fans or Ace Friendly fans, just fans of classic rock would hear this and think it's a great song. What do you think, Ralph? Oh, I love, I love this song. It's, it is extremely catchy. I love how he says, I just want to celebrate, celebrate. It's just so catchy. That that thing, like, got caught in my head, that whole line, you know, cel- when he says celebrate twice. Uh, give me a, give me a, give me a, that part I love, too. It's, and the solo on it. I mean, what a great, great song. And, you know, quirky like Ace and uh, those type of lyrics. It's, it's, you know, it's just so fucking Ace. Um Great, great song. I love the song, but it is not my favorite song on the album. My favorite song on the album is actually the next one. Uh, I Want to Hold You. That song, the way it starts, it's like right off the gate, kind of like, doesn't sound like Speeding Back to My Baby, but it's got that, you know, little intro solo like Speeding Back to My Baby has. And it's just so catchy. And it's, I just love the hell out of I Want to Hold You and the little... Um, the little riff through it, it's like, that would be a song I would love to see Ace do live, because it's kind of busy, so I think if I was to go see, if Ace hopefully comes down my way, I would be really disappointed if he doesn't play I Want to Hold You. Uh, at the moment, it is my favorite track on the album. Uh, that could change, because it is a fresh new album, and uh, usually my initial favorite songs aren't my favorite songs in the future, but as of now, yes, I Want to Hold You is my favorite track off the album. How about uh, you, Ian? But I do like this song, and it is extremely catchy. It has like an 80s pop vibe to it, to me. It almost reminds me, uh, for some strange reason, it reminds me of like a Cars song, or like a Romantics song. You know, it's got that kind of like, I don't, I don't know, it just got that vibe to it. And uh, th- it is, I think this would be great for radio uh, in the 80s. <laughs> you know, not now, because there is, there is no outlet for, for people you know, riding rock music right now, unfortunately. But this also reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you have, I have a Ace Frehley demos album uh, called The Other Side of the Coin. And there's a song he never released commercially called The Girl Can't Dance. And this one, it kind of reminds me of that. 
Uh, I don't know if you'll like it, Ralph, but I think it's great. And I think we should go into that song right now. Now, this is unreleased demo from 1985. This is The Girl Can't Dance. the next one um the next one's called it's just called change and it's more of a i don't know Ace he's really trying to be more of a i don't know awareness type album it's more mid-paced uh it's, it's different than the and than what we've heard now it's kind of like i don't know i i actually think it's an awesome awesome song but on my first the first time i heard it i was like it didn't really, really grab me but now it has, and it may be, you know, in the future, my favorite song. I don't know. But uh, I, I, I dig it. I think it's a pretty good song. Um, what do you think, Darian? Uh, not bad. 
had. Uh, kind, of, kind of the same with you. At first, you know, when it first starts out, I was like, oh, okay, because it's a little bit slower. You know, the others were, you know, good up-tempo rockers or, or something real catchy. This was definitely different, uh, definitely different for Ace as a whole. But I like it. I, I, I think it's great. I think it's nice that he does something different. And uh, I think it fits perfectly on this album. And I, and and like you, I got a feeling I'll probably like it even more as you know the album grows on me. Because I don't know how many times you've listened to it so far. I've got about like four and a half listens on this since it came out uh, this week. That's that's uh, pretty. That's pretty much. I think I've gotten it four four to five times so far. Yeah, in a week. Right on. So uh, so yeah, it, it's definitely different. It slows the album down a little bit, but uh, not a bad song by any means. I dig it. And then we go into track number five, which is Toys. Whoo! Oh, good Lord. Here's here's where it takes a fucking dive for me. Toys. I, I think Ace needs to stop singing about toys and dolls. Reminds me of another song I can't stand called Dolls off the first Bradley's Comet album. Uh, this, this song does nothing for me. It has probably one of the most annoying choruses I've ever heard on a song. And uh, this, I mean, I was so into this album. Everything sounded so good. And then this just sucked me right into Anomaly Land. Because that's what this shit fucking reminded me of. Because uh, it was so bad. It should be on fucking Anomaly and not this album. What do you think of Toys, Ralph? I think you're a complete idiot. This song fucking rules. Uh, oh, God. Stop. Toys, you know, the title, I go, oh, no, I hope this ain't like dolls. Because, hey, we, what, do you, what, what do you know? We agree. I was never a fan of dolls. Dolls were just so quirky. But, and I thought I was fearing this was going to be that way. But no, <laughs> this song is fucking heavy. And it's got a killer riff. And he even recycles a little bit of watching you. If you listen, he does that. Da, 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 da. Where you know uh, it, the, the classic watching you from Kiss, uh, he recycles that riff in it. I love actually this is like the coolest riff on the whole album. I think it's heavy, it's kick ass, and you're so damn right wrong. Especially saying it's like something from Anomaly. No, you're wrong. You know what's like from Anomaly? The next song, Immortal Pleasure, sounds like it could have been off Anomaly, but it also sounds like it could have been one of the better tracks off Anomaly. It is different, kind of like uh, Change. Um, I believe the beginning of the song is a sample from uh, oh Planet Nine. I, I could be wrong. I know it's an old, it's an Planet old 10. Planet Ten, whatever. <laughs> it's an old uh, sci-fi movie. I know somebody out there will correct us, but uh, which again was one of those songs where I was like, ah, I don't know about this one. But uh, Immortal Pleasure is actually it, just like Change. It's kind of grown on me. Uh, I think I'm going to actually even like it more than Change in the future. There's something very catchy about it. But I'll be honest with you, like Change, it hasn't grabbed me 100% yet. So I'm kind of on the fence with Immortal Pleasures. But it does sound like it could have come off Anomaly. Just like, it's like better than most of the songs off Anomaly. What do you think of Immortal Pleasures? Oh, God. there's nothing pleasurable about this fucking song. This this is this is bad fucking Anomaly. Uh, this this is terrible. I, I really started getting scared 
when I heard this song. I was like, ah, fuck, there we go. You know, nice, strong start, you know, good, good forward start off tracks. And then it's just like, shit, shit, you know, and, and this is definitely shit. Does nothing for me. As a matter of fact, uh, it's the opposite of a grower. Every time I've listened to it, I've hated it more. Uh, really does nothing for me. But it does lead into the next song, which is Inside the Vortex. Now, I don't know if it's so much I like Inside the Vortex or if it just sounds great because it follows two shitty songs, in my opinion. But I like the slow groove that this song has. You know, it, you know, a little bit slow, but it's got a nice fucking, you know, slow riff to it. But it's still filler so far. Once again, you know, four listens in. But uh, maybe I just like it a little bit more because the song, the two songs that precede it are so fucking shitty in my opinion. What do you think of Inside the Vortex? Killer, killer riff like dolls. I mean, to- toys, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a, uh, See, you know it's the same song. Yeah, no, it, it's nothing like dolls. Are you crazy? <laughs> just the title, you know, but... Uh, Inside the Vortex is cool. It's got a killer riff, uh, you know, and it's Ace really singing about space, man. I mean, come on. I mean, I I think Ace should sing more about space instead of fucking Frank and Ace or fake Freely Tommy Thayer with his uh, Out of This World, which actually I like the song, but still. Uh, as much as I like Out of This World, it doesn't compete with this album. Uh, I'll go into that at the end of this, uh, what I feel about Space Invader and Kiss. Um, Inside the Vortex is awesome. Killer riff. Uh, again, or watch my review in a year, and I'll give you a more solidified review of this song as well as all the other songs. But with fresh ears, it's cool, man. And the next song uh, is a really fun song. What called? It's called "What Every Girl Wants." Um, I really like the line where he says, "I'll give you much more than a walk in the park." I don't know why, but I just love that line. You know. And, you know, it's, a, it's quirky, Ace. It's kind of like in the vein of his songs on our, on Unmasked, but better, because I didn't really like the songs he did on Unmasked. I'm sorry, all you Unmasked nut swingers. But to me, uh, Naked City, is that uh, is that you somewhat in Shandy? Those are the only songs I like off that album. But this song sounds like uh, it would have been great on Unmasked and, may, and actually been like, hey, look, there's an Ace song on Unmasked I like. Well, actually, I do like it talk to me but you know what this song i've only known for a week and i like it more than talk to me i think it's a fun song not great but it's a funny really song uh what do you think about what every girl wants Ian? uh i think what every girl wants would fit perfectly on fucking unmasked because it sucks and so do all aces songs on unmasked uh this does nothing for me I, i'm getting really sad here man i really wanted to like this album and, you know, it's kind of like I was so excited about Anomaly and I was so let down. Aside from a few tracks, I think, uh, what was the lead single off of Anomaly? Uh, uh, out of, uh, out of, um, oh, and it's a good one, Came too. from Outer Space or whatever. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the track one, Out of Space, I think. Yeah, yeah. Fucking love that fucking track. And I was like, oh, the album's going to be great, you know. And I was so let down. And then here again, it's like this album started out so good, and then here's another one that is just so much fucking filler. I, I mean, this this does nothing for me. In fact, this song might be my 
top three of the worst for this album. Uh, just reeks, reeks of filler. Uh, even even Todd Hodworth or whatever the fuck his name is from Fraley's Comet couldn't save this fucking turd. Well, I'm a fan of Todd. I know a lot of people don't like Todd. I like Todd. I think he's a good songwriter, and uh, he contributed. But uh, this this is just shit. Does nothing for me. So uh, with that being said, I'll go into the next one, which is Past the Milky Way. Now, this is the other track that held the album's release date up a month. This this, this in the title track. He came up with He said, hold on, let's go back to the drawing board because I want to add these two. And thank fucking God, because this is my second favorite song on the album. I love this fucking track. And this is way different for Ace, in my opinion. Uh... Total different sound, but what a great fucking track. And I got scared at the beginning, you know, like, uh, you know, the first line, he dedicates it to his old lady, which is never a fucking good sign. Because you know they're going to be, you know they're going to be split up in fucking six months anyway. You know, you know that's, that's just fucking rock and roll. You know, and normally when the chick gets involved right in the lyrics and shit, you know, oh, it's all fucking downhill. So, but I think this is a great song, and just right behind the title track, uh, in, in my opinion, great fucking song. Totally worth holding this album a month. I tell you what, I wish he would have wrote some more fucking songs and held it back another couple months. Maybe it'd been even better. But this is a great, great fucking track. Nothing bad to say about Pass the Milky Way. What do you think, Ralph? Oh, I love it too, there, Ian. I have to agree with you. Uh, and yes, you educated me because I had no idea this uh, album was uh, held up for these two most excellent songs. Yes, Pass the Milky Way, a cool, another. Another Ace Frehley space-type song, and uh, I just love, you know, just to hold you in my arms, you know, I'll pass the Milky Way. I like that line. I was, my favorite line is uh, running out of oxygen, but still got my guitar. That's total Ace. It's a cool Ace great, song. Great lyric. Great fucking lyric, and it's just total Ace, and that's why Ace Frehley's got such a fanatical following. A lot of, like, uh, I won't name their names, but they call us uh, Kool-Aid drinking Ace fans, and uh, <laughs> I started a whole little shebang over there, but I ended it too, so I'm not even going to plug these people. Uh, but I will say that uh, we are pro-Ace, even if Ian doesn't hate, uh, hate most of the shit. We're not like these uh, people that work for Kiss or that. Hey, we're going to call it as it is, man. So uh, this song kicks ass. I love Past the Milky Way. Uh, which goes into the final, no, not the final song, but the next song called Reckless. Now, Reckless, it's a fun little song, but I would have to say out of every song so far, this would be my least favorite, and it's still a good song. I think this album is actually so freaking solid. I will sum up the whole thing, but Reckless, I mean, it's still very new to me, and I was taking notes right before we did this podcast. And, you know, I didn't want to keep Ian waiting too long, so I kind of, like, breezed through Reckless. And I just wrote on my notes, fun. And it's a fun song. Uh, it's all right. What do you think of, of Reckless there, Ian? I, I think you breezed through it so fast you didn't listen to the fucking song because this shit is horrible. It, 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 total, total filler. And, uh, and don't get me wrong. No, no, you're, you're wrong, Ian. you got to remember, we differ in taste. So, oh, you know, remember what I like you, you usually don't and vice versa. So believe me, I may be right. Okay. <laughs> On my summation. Now go ahead. Okay. 
like the great Billy Joel, you may be wrong, you may be right, I don't know. But uh, right now, I think you're fucking wrong, because this, this did nothing for me. Uh, it's not the worst fucking song I ever heard, but it, it just reeks, reeks of filler. And uh, this this should have been this shouldn't have made it past the demo stages, in my opinion. And I, you know, I'm I'm gonna get in, into it later when I do my whole synopsis of, of what I think about Ace and his songwriting. But uh, yeah, this one does nothing for me, and it's probably this would be my least favorite track if the next track wasn't on the fucking album. Jesus H. fucking Christ. Ace, once again, gotta do a fucking cover of the fucking Joker by the great Steve Miller. Now, I know through past, you know, uh, you know, talking to... Ralph does not like the Joker. I, I love the Joker. I, I, I love Steve Miller. I'm a big Steve Miller fan. Uh, this is horrible. I, the minute I heard he was doing this song... I knew it was gonna suck, and then when I heard it, I knew I was fucking right. I would have rather Ace fucking cover Abracadabra for Christ's sake, or shit. I, I would have rather him cover fucking What I Am by Edie Brickell. Uh, it, this just to me is totally, totally wrong. Sometimes he picks good covers, like Do Ya. I think Fit Him Perfect was great. Um, Fox on the Run, so so. But this man, no way. No way should he do the Joker. Adds nothing to the fucking song. And, uh... I, I, I don't know. Just makes it worse. And the way he changed the lyrics. Do you... I don't know. It's just doing me wrong. Yeah, this whole song does me fucking wrong. Uh, terrible. But I have a sneaking suspicion that Ralph probably likes this. So, Ralph, tell me what you think about Ace Frehley's version of Steve Miller Band's The Joker. Well, before I get into that, I would like to say that I never was a fan of The Joker, and I don't hate Steve Miller. I actually do like uh, Fly Like an Eagle and uh, Take the Money and Run, and uh, and I really, really like Abracadabra. Uh, and I know that one's considered like the jokey, oh, look at Steve Miller's shitty song. No, The Joker, to me, was Steve Miller's shitty song. Every time that song comes on the radio... I'm like, ugh, God, I hate this song. And uh, and also, before I get into Ace's version, I also want to say I was never really a fan of Ace doing covers. I did not like what he did with Fox on the Run. Though it wasn't terrible, I mean, it does not hold a candle to the sweet version. And I say the same thing about Do Ya. Do Ya wasn't horrible, but ELO's version was way better. But I never heard New York Groove by, Hello. I believe the band was called Hello. And also uh, Into the Night, or it was also a Russ Ballard song. I don't know if another band did that either. Um, but those two songs are fucking great. I love those two songs. And uh, if they're covers, then they're great covers. And The Joker, Ace Frehley, fucking bettered the song 100%. Buried Ugh. Steve Miller's version badly. Ugh. I love what Ace Frehley did with The Joker. Way better than the original. Kick ass. Fuck yeah, oh. Ace. And and believe me, I thought just like you, Ian, I go, oh, fuck, Ace is crap. Ace is covering this crappy song. Well, at least, you know, do ya and I fucks on the run I liked. So there's no hope for this song. This song sucks. Ace, Ace ain't going to better this. So just like he didn't better Fox on the run and do ya. But boy, was I wrong. This song is so good. 
that I just got a call from my old friend, Steve Miller. He retired. <laughs> okay, so that uh, leads to the final track on the album, which uh, Ace usually ends the album with an instrumental. Uh, this one's called Starship. Um, again, I'm talking about this uh, with fresh ears. I got to say that I was not really impressed with Starship, believe it or not. Um, and maybe it's going to take a few more listens. The little things I can say is... Uh, at the end of the song, there's a little bit of a fractured mirror type picking on the guitar, which I don't know why he didn't call it fractured mirror five or six or whatever the hell. Uh, just like Anomaly too, like, I, you know, Anomaly is not an album I listen to much, so maybe it, I didn't give it a chance to grow on me, but I do remember that one had like fractured three or four or whatever it is. Well, uh, yeah, fractured, fractured four is fractured quantum. Okay, fra yeah, yeah, which I, I don't really recall that much. I'm a big fan of Fractured Mirror. I love Fractured 2 off Fraley's Comet, and I love the acorn and spinning. So I'm a big fan of his uh, instrumentals, but... What about Fractured 3? I love Fractured yeah, 3. Yeah, Fractured 3, I'm sorry. Yeah, that one was great, too. They were all great. Uh, the last one, and Starship, it, to me, it just sounded a little repetitive. Like, it wasn't going nowhere. But maybe I need it to sink in. Now, another little thing I want to add is the very end of the song, Kind of reminded me of the Tomorrow Show with Tom Snyder, where uh, Tom Snyder asked Ace, "Your laugh was your laugh ever recorded?" And and uh, Ace said, "No." And then Gene said, "Well, yeah, it was. It was recorded on Ozone or Wipeout." And he goes, "No, no, that was a compilation." Well, this one did actually have Ace Frehley's legitimate laugh at the very end, where he said, "When he was quirky boys, has anybody seen George Jetson?" And he just laughed, and I mean. Has anybody seen George Jetson's Not Funny? But then when Ace laughs at it after it, I'm like, man, that was funny. I don't know, something about Ace's laugh. It's addictive. I know it's very annoying too, but I, I, I dig it, Max. I'm, a, I'm an Ace really nuts with I love the hell out of his little laugh and his little quirkiness. Uh, but, you know, I got to say, space, Spaceship has not grabbed me as of yet. How about you, Ian? Wow. I, I think this is going to be the song that's going to bring the most attention to the album uh, because of the lawsuit from Hootie and the Blowfish because that acoustic shit sounds like I only want to be with you it's fucking horrible That's I thought this was Ace and the fucking Blowfish when I heard this I was I was like okay okay it's gonna pick up it's gonna pick up it's gonna pick up it's gonna pick up you know that's like have you seen George Jetson hey Carly you know oh my god what, what an insult to some instrumentals he's done He's never going to top the original Fractured Mirror. Uh, you know, but I love Fractured Mirror. Uh, two and three, eight, acorn spinning is okay. Uh, four, I tell you, I'd have to go back and listen to, in, in all honesty. I don't even fucking remember it because Anomaly pissed me off so much. But God damn, what? This album starts out with one of the best songs of his career and ends with something so unmemorable as fucking Starship. I would rather hear Starship. I would rather hear the entire Knee Deep in the Hoopla album. You know, I want to hear Sarah. I want to hear We Built This City on Rock and Roll. I'd rather hear all that than this fucking lackluster fucking instrumental. Uh, Damn it, Ace. I, I love Ace. I fucking love Ace. 
You know, if you could party with one fucking KISS member, past, present, future, whatever, who would it be? Ace fucking Fraley! If you don't say fucking Ace Fraley, you're fucking crazy. Either that or you just want a big tongue up you by Gene. But, I, I mean, Ace Fra- Ace is the fucking man. But, uh, uh, man, on, on record, he, he's let me down more than once and he's let me down again. Uh, some songs on here I absolutely love. But as a whole, Jesus Christ, it would have been a better EP than a fucking album. What do you think, Ralph? Uh, well, as summation, I just want to let everybody, I know there's a lot of Ace Frilly fans listening that are getting very upset with Ian, but on Ian's defense, I just want everybody out there to know that Ian actually likes Paul Stanley's solo out more than Ace's. So you gotta, you got to, uh, like, you know, give him a free that's, pass. That's, that's true. Yeah, you got to give him a free pass because he doesn't know. He doesn't know what good music is. But, you know, and so his, you know, his his uh, opinion on Ace is kind of like, whatever. He says he loves Ace, but he likes Peter, he likes, he likes Paul Stanley's solo album more than Ace really solo album. So anybody that has that kind of attitude, you really can't, like, even take serious what the fuck he thinks about Ace Frehley's new album. Anyway, I, on the other hand... Uh, love Ace Frehley's solo album way more than like I give Ace Frehley's solo album a 10 where I give uh, Paul's like a 3 because there's only really two songs I like off it there's a couple oh god yes Tonight You Belong To Me and It's Alright that's the only songs I like Love and Change is okay there's a couple uh, what about Goodbye yeah yeah, that was great because it was the end of the album that song sucks dude you were just talking about repetitive riffs Goodbye has like, oh, it's all repetitive. Dan, Dan, Dan. Oh my God, when he played that shit at the convention, I was like, why this fucking song? Goodbye sucks. That's what I think. Anyway, so, um, I, what a horrible tune, dude. Um, and Ain't Quite Right. I mean, that song has like, Ain't Quite Right has like elements that's good, but for some reason, when you sum it all up, it ain't quite right. So, um, so what I gotta say is that my favorite Ace Frehley album, as of now, is still the 78 solo one. Then it was Frehley's Comet, but you know what? I'd have to say that Space Invader, as of now, is even better than Frehley's Comet. Yup, that's what I think, and I love Frehley's Comet. I think that's a great debut album. Um, I'm gonna, we're going to talk now uh, to fill up this episode of Ace Frehley's discography, shall we? Uh, like I already started. My favorite, and Ian, I'm going to want to hear your list of favorites. My favorite Go would ahead. be the 78 solo album. Then this new one, Space Invader. I think it's like solid all the way through. A couple little things I got to get used to. And in a year, I'll tell you what I think of those songs. Third would be Freely's Comet. Fourth would be... Trouble Walking, which I think Trouble Walking is a great fucking album. Good hard rocking album. Just not as good as uh, Freely's Comet and, and these two. Uh, then, uh, Anomaly versus Second Sighting. To me, this one's very easy. I really don't like Anomaly, but I really fucking hate Second Sighting. So I'll give it to Anomaly over Second Sighting because wow. just for out of space. And then there's... Uh, Foxy and Free, I think it's called. That song kicks ass. Sister kicks ass. And uh, there is another song on there I like. And then the rest is like, whatever. But uh, 
where Second Sighting has Insane. I like that song. Uh, the Acorn is, is spinning. I like. And I like uh, Dancing with Danger. Uh, those three songs to me are good songs, but Anomaly has like four songs that I like. So Anomaly wins by a hair on under Gene Simmons' wig. And uh, then uh, last, yeah, Second Sighting, whatever. So, but... Um, the, the thing about Second Sighting, Ace Philly wasn't really involved in it. It's A lot of people call it the Todd Howard solo album, and I tend to agree with that. There are some songs on the album that are somewhat okay, but they kind of lose me, like Loser in a Fight. It starts off pretty cool, and uh, there was another one on there. I can't remember or not. I think it was Juvenile Delinquent or something. It had, you know, it had its moments, but then it loses me uh, with the chorus or some part of the song just ruins it all for me. But, so, uh, what do you think, Ian, of Ace Frehley's discography as a whole? Okay, first of all, before we get into that, I want to put the whole Paul Stanley, uh, Ace Frehley solo album, you know, debate to bed. The reason I picked Paul, and it is by a Brazilian cunt hair, is because there's only one song on Paul's I don't like. And that's Hold Me, Kiss Me, Thrill Me, Kill Me, whatever the fuck the name of that song is. I hate that song. I love every other song on Paul's fucking solo album. The reason why it beats fucking Aces is because there's two songs I don't like on it. And that's What's On Your Mind, I I, I think is total fucking filler. And I 100% detest Back in the New York Group. I fucking hate that fucking song. Jesus, I do not get the appeal of that. Uh, To me, that's like a fifth-rate fucking rock and roll all night. Uh, and I'm glad Ace didn't write it because it, it, it's just it, to me it's a, it's a terrible terrible fucking song. I have no idea how it's a hit, although I have no idea how the Macarena was a fucking hit. But and and, and I think back in the New York group helped ruin fucking Kiss because it gave Ace a fucking hit. I think it made Ace a little bit too cocky. Where if Ace wouldn't have had that hit. He maybe he might have been a little bit more humble, would have stayed in Kiss longer, and we would have had better Kiss albums. Because I truly believe his guitar is what you want to hear in Kiss. Though, while there might be technically better, there will never be a better guitar player for Kiss than Ace Fraley. And to me, it'll never truly sound like Kiss without Ace Fraley's guitar. But, you know, that being said... You know, he's not the best song writer in Kiss. That, I, to me, that there's no question that goes to Paul Stanley. Even though, you know, he's a prick lately. He's a grumpy old fucking man. I'm not going to fucking argue that. Live to Win was a fucking horrible fucking album. Uh, you know, but to me, Paul Stanley is the great fucking writer of Kiss. Uh, and the rest, you know, the other three all need his help. Uh, but I love Ace. I love that fucking guitar tone. I love that sound. Uh, you know, is he Eddie Van Halen? No, but he has that sound where you hear it, you know it's fucking Ace Fraley. And I love his solo album. There's just two songs I don't like, What's On Your Mind and New York Group. Uh, no question, 78 is the best album. Uh, I would say probably my second favorite is a toss-up between the first Fraley's Comet and Trouble Walking. I, I really love Trouble Walking. Uh, but there's a couple of clinkers on it, the same way there's a couple stinkers on fucking um, the first Fraley's Comet. I love Live Plus One 
I think recorded at the Air, the great, great Aragon Brawl Room in Chicago. Uh, great album. And I, I love Second Sighting. I really do. I love the Todd songs. I think, you, you know, yeah, it's glossed over pop music, but I think it's well-constructed good songs. Uh, man, putting them in order is hard. I know definitely Anomaly comes in fucking dead last. Uh, Anomaly comes in dead last. I, I would put... Uh, Space Invader over Anomaly. Wait, 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 wait. You put Space Invader under Second Sighting? See, that's that's a tough one. It's it's hard because the the two songs that I absolutely positively love on fucking uh, on Space Invader are like godlike. Uh, you know, the title track and uh, what's what's the other Milky Way fucking song. Uh, but as a whole. I enjoy second sighting more. <laughs> I, I I know. I and I, I know I'm I know I'm gonna get a lot of shit for that. And someday I would like to do a fucking KISS review uh of an album that I love because you know, KISS is one of my favorite bands of all time. Probably my you know, my top five bands of all time. There's no band I've seen more live than KISS. There's no band by far I've spent more money on than fucking KISS. But, uh, you know, so far our, our uh, episodes have been on uh, The Elder, you know, which I hate but still listen to. Uh, you know, our top ten worst Kiss songs, you know. So people are going to get this idea that I hate Kiss and nothing can be further from the truth. But I'm just, you know, I'm critical of them at the same time because I love them so much. It's like a little brother. I can make fun of them. Somebody else does and I'll beat their ass. But I can do it. So, so, so you want to review a Kiss album you like? Yeah, it would have to be a song. An album I, I'm not really too crazy about. Are you a friend? Are you a fan of Revenge? Um, I, I, I mean, there's there's shit I like about Revenge. Uh, I, I think Revenge gets glorified a little bit too much because it came after a, a bunch of stinkers. You know, it it came after fucking Crazy Nights. It came, came after Hot in the Shade. So you hear Unholy. Of course you're going to say, oh, God, this is a return to Kiss. But in hindsight, you go back and listen, there's some stinkers on that fucking album, too. But, you know, it, it's a decent album. Uh, I, I mean, I, I love all the original Kiss albums, you know, yeah. even if you know, even if you want to consider Dynasty, even though Anton figs on most of it. I, I love all of it. I, I love all Kiss albums to a point, you know. Uh, you know, I, I think the worst ones being... Uh, Elder and uh, and um, Sonic Boom. You like an, you like Animalize? Um, yes and no. I think it's more of a nostalgia thing with Animalize because that's the era I came into. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of it I listen to, and it just reminds me of being 11 and 12. You know, and first getting into hard rock and heavy metal. Uh, it's not as strong as Licking Up by any means. But, I mean, if you go back and look at that history, I mean, that was Paul trying to do everything by himself. Gene hardly plays on it, you know. Uh, I, I, and this probably isn't popular, but I think Asylum's better than Animalize. I agree with you, actually. Okay. I'm not, uh, big, I'm not a big fan of Animalize, to tell you the truth. I'm not. Yeah. I, I mean, there, there's some good songs on it. There's some stickers. Oh, Into the Fire Rules. So does... Uh, Under um, the Gun. Under the Gun is awesome, and one deep track that nobody talks about, nobody likes, but me, is uh, 
while the city sleeps. I really like. Yeah, that I, I like while the city. But then again, I don't hate burn, bitch, burn like everybody hates. Yeah, it. I, I don't like that one. No. I mean, it, it, is it is it is it great? Is it poetry? No, but it, no, it's, it's better than it's better than fucking we are one. No, it's not. And you know, yeah, you know yeah, the thing is. I hate about uh, burn, bitch, burn is not the lyrics. I can live with lyrics like that. It's that ooh burn bitch burn ooh. It's like shut up. <laughs> I hate those woos, you know. So um, <laughs> that's what ruined that song for me. And uh, give all you can take. It's like them a really bad Led Zeppelin thing. I actually do like Heaven's on Fire. I don't mind that song, and I don't get burnt out from that one. I, I don't mind. I, I like Heaven's on Fire. I think that's a good little catchy single there. I, I love it, but I'm burned out on it, and it, it's funny because you don't mind that. But to me, that and "Lick It Up" go hand in hand. No, wrong. "Lick It Up" yeah, well, is a totally different song. I know you're gonna say different song. I'm not saying they're the same, but to me, like, I don't, they're similar, very similar. No, they're not. You know what's similar to "Heavens on Fire" is "Uh All Night." That they, they sound like sister songs. Those songs sound very similar. See, but, I, I love "Uh All Night." I love "Who Wants to Be Lonely," and probably, you know. And this this is a dead giveaway, but uh, at some point we'll probably do like our you know ten best kiss songs, which I'd like to do. And I'll tell you what's going to be in the number ten. I don't know what number, but fucking tears are falling. That is a song that brought me into kiss, like legitimately. Like like okay, now I'm a kisser. I fucking love tears are falling. I will never get sick of it. I think that is an incredible song that does not get enough respect. There's not one note I would change. You're not. About you're, Tears you're, of you are not alone on that because a lot of people love Tears of Fallen. A lot of people love Wants to Be Lonely. I'm just not one of those people. But there is a lot of songs on uh, Asylum I really do like, and we should like revisit Asylum in a future episode. So let's not give no more spoilers on that because Kiss seems to be a very popular subject on our podcast because every time we put up a big uh, Kiss podcast, it goes through the roof. That's why I said. Let's do an Ace Freely one now. And oh, oh you're ab- you're absolutely right. This is coming. We, we kind of like like Ralph said earlier. We jumped this one in. We have two months worth of episodes on the shelf, uh, but we we put this one because we know Ace is coming out and everybody wants to hear about it. Everybody's talking about it. But uh, we just did the ten worst Kiss songs last week. We got uh, as of the time of recording this. In under a week, over 12, uh, 1,200 plays. That's I, I, amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So thank you all for listening. And, and our Elder Review has gone through the fucking roof, uh, one of our top uh, episodes. And we have uh, we have a great episode coming up in, in probably about a month, maybe maybe three weeks or a month, a, a Kiss Trivia episode. That is, that I got to say to you, the Kiss Trivia episode is by far my favorite episode of everything we've done so far. It's fucking hilarious. And I know a lot of people are going to love that one. It's a show where we we quiz each other on Kiss Trivia, and it's really good. I really enjoy that one. That one has to be my favorite one. So you all get ready for that one, man. It's cool. how, how long we got, Ian? Like a month? Yeah, it's, it's like th- three weeks or a month uh, coming up. Uh, but but it it is it's a fun episode and definitely that's not going to be the last kiss trivia and uh, you know I'd like to start an annual uh, I mean I know Eddie Trunk does it every year but I you know we're definitely going to do a Kissmas episode you know 
because I don't see this podcast ending anytime soon. Uh, you know, unless, you know, Terrence takes us out of court. But, uh, but uh, no, there's definitely, there's always going to be Kiss episodes because that's something that drew, you know, me and Ralph together. We first met through Black Sabbath, but we definitely bond over Kiss as well. And uh, so there's always going to be Kiss episodes on this show. And, and uh, like I said, I, you know, I know I'm hard on this album. I was hard on The Elder, and, uh, you know, we all ragged, you know, bad Kiss songs. But I fucking, I, I love Kiss. No band will replace them in my heart. I mean, they weren't just, you know, they were heroes to me. It wasn't just a band. They, they were everything. And I think anybody who became a Kiss fan as a child, uh, they were definitely more than a band. You know, they were fucking superheroes. Oh, yeah. And, uh, especially, and, uh, especially in the 70s. Yeah, but, uh, you know, and then you put the records on and you realize they're mortal, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But there, there, there's a lot of great shit that I'll never get tired of hearing. So, I, I, you know, I am not a Kiss hater. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm 40 years old now, and I, I don't feel the need to kiss anybody's ass or like, oh, God, if I ever meet Gene, you know, I better not say nothing back because I've already met them all. Uh, Gene was fucking incredible. Gene gets a lot of shit for being an asshole, Gene was nice as fucking could be to me. Ace was a cool dude. Paul kind of, you know, could care less. Peter Chris was a fucking douchebag. Peter Chris was a bitter fucking douchebag. Uh, Eric Singer was nice. Bruce Kulick was nice. Vinnie Vincent uh, molested me, but that's a whole nother episode. Uh, no, not really molesting when a girl does it to a guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, it looked like a banana split folded in. It kind of creeped me out. Uh, but I uh, never met Mark St. John or, or the late great Eric Carr. Uh, I said in a previous episode, Tommy Thayer brought me uh, jalapeno poppers at a TGI Fridays once where he was a waiter. Yeah, uh, you know, not the best service, but but he. In all honesty, he did look just like the other waiter before him. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I, I, I love Kiss. I love Kiss. Uh, I love Ace Frehley. Uh, you know, there's no other. There's no other member I'd like to party with more. But I think Ace needs to be in a band. I think Ace needs to be in a band where he can just focus on guitar and other. We'll concentrate more on the songwriting. Give Ace a couple a couple songs to do. I think that's why he fit great in Kiss. Give him a couple songs and let him be the lead guitar player. But overall, I think his albums suffer. I think every album he's done suffers from too much filler. And and if you if you look at the writing credits, he always needs outside writers. You don't need anybody to fucking play guitar for him. But as far as songwriting, and, and that's what I'm getting at here is songwriting. You, I don't think you're going to top Paul Stanley. But uh, I've been rambling on for a long time. Uh, you got anything to add to this, Ralph? Yeah, I want to we... say okay. I, I really disagree with you. And, and the thing I love about Space Invader, but I didn't like that much about Anomaly, is that Ace sings every song. No Richie Scarlet or Todd Howard. It's total Ace, like the first Ace Freely 78 album. I love that. I don't want Ace to perform being in any band. I don't even want him to be in Kiss anymore. I, I'd rather him stay solo because this album, Space Invaders, shows me that Ace Frehley has a lot 
a lot in his arsenal, and he just released the best album since 1978, in my opinion. And I'm not alone. There's a lot of people I've seen online say the same thing, or at least say it's better than Trouble Walking, not better than Freddy's Con, whatever. But people are praising the hell out of Space Invader, rightfully so. I think Ace Freely's kicking ass, and it is better than anything his Kiss has done since Lick It Up, in my opinion. And I am a fan of Monster. I'm not really a fan of everything before, uh, between Lick It Up and Monster, though I can name you two tracks off every album that I do love, like, you know, a future episode. I think the next Kiss episode should be Asylum, because there's some hidden gems on that one that I'm sure Ian won't like, and I already know a couple songs that Ian likes that I don't, so that would be an interesting episode. And um, so in summation, uh, Ace really kicks ass. Shits all over Kiss, what Kiss has been doing. And, you know, they pretty much shut him out of Psycho Circus. They gave him just one song, and they even made him change that song a bit. And then Gene threw him a bone and had him sing a song called uh, In Your Face, which Ace didn't even write. And uh, so Ace is like, fuck you guys. And look, and Ace even said in a recent interview, saying, well, you know, Gene and Paul continuously bash him. He said, man, I'm going to make him look so stupid when I release this album. And you know what? Maybe he doesn't to everybody. To to me, he did. He really proved himself to be, now, in 2014, a better songwriter than Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Peter Chris. He is the number one, again, like what he did to them in 1978, he's doing it to them again now. But to me, maybe not to the rest of the world, but I know a lot of Ace Freely fans are like raising their fists in the air saying, fuck yeah, Ace, you did it, man. You released an album that fucking rules better than anything Kiss has done since Vinnie Vincent's been in the fucking band. Right on, Ace. And you know what? This is not an Ace Muds, uh, Nutswinger talking here, because if I was a Nutswinger, I would have liked Anomaly. I would have even liked uh, Second Sighting, you know? But I got to tell you, those two so- albums I'm not a fan of. So for me to say Ace Frehley, Space Invader is an awesome album, it's genuine that I'm saying this shit. I'm not saying it as a nutswinger. I'm saying it as a realist. Uh, Space Invader, I highly recommend everybody out there to go out there. If you like Ace Frehley, you'll love Space Invader. Don't listen to him. He doesn't like Ace Frehley. He's just pretend. He's a poser. And, uh... Uh, and Ian, um, why don't you tell everybody out there, like, well, oh, wait, before we do that, why don't we give our, like, little picks of the week, since I've been hearing from a lot of people, they like what we have to say of, uh, what we, we, we like and stuff like that, so you give them your pick, and then I'll do mine. All right, I would, uh, once again, here we go with the picks, and this is just something, you know, for the fans, so you can pick our brain, you might agree with this shit, you might not. And I'm picking a movie and an album this week. And a movie, uh, and I know this is going to be very close to uh, to Dr. Buck's heart. Um, I'm a child of the 80s. You know, I, I love Capri Sun. I love Parachute Pants. I love MTV. And I love Troma. And I love Return to Newcomb High. Oh. Uh, I'll tell you what. The first uh, class of Duke of High is an absolute masterpiece, right up there with, with fucking Toxic Avenger. Actually, I actually prefer Nukem High over Toxic Avenger, probably in a minority there. And they did a couple sequels to it that, you know, because I love Trauma, yeah, yeah, I like them. 
but they, they don't stand up to the original. This one, I think, really does in spirit. I think it goes right back to the original class of Newcomb High. And it has a little tie-in because Dr. Fuck's band Thrasher Die added a song to this great movie. And uh, I think you definitely need to check it out. It's on DVD. It's on Blu-ray. If you like trauma, you know, if you like that type of fucking gonzo filmmaking and you get that sense of humor, which I think you must because you listen to our fucking obscene podcast, which I've heard some people talk about the salty language. But that's how I fucking talk. That's the world I live in. And I think that's the world Ralph lives in. And I think that's the world a lot of our listeners live in. So check out Return to Newcomb High is a great movie. And Ralph would like to say something before I go into my album. Yeah, I'd like to uh, also say that uh, how we became, uh, we there's going to be another Newcomb High coming out this year, which uh, what Ian is talking about is Return to Newcomb High Volume 1. There is a volume two coming out next uh, this year where we have an original song on. Now, the return of Newcomb High that uh, Ian's talking about, we I am so honored that when the movie ends, they play my band, Thrash or Die, doing a cover of the original uh, Newcomb High song. Uh, and they play the whole thing where if you listen, if you watch the movie, you hear a million bands through it. Through the movie, you know, in the background and stuff, like little clips of things, but they play the smithereens. <laughs> they yeah. play the smithereens. <laughs> really? Well, there you go. And they play, yeah. they play the full version of our version of uh, Newcomb High, which I am very proud of. And I heard, I don't know how true this is, but we wrote a song called "Return to Newcomb High," and uh, the word is that we are going to be featured in the beginning of the movie, the beginning credits. They're going to play our original version of "Return to Newcomb High." Fingers crossed. If that doesn't happen, hey, man, they're still going to play it on the movie. And I'm very honored to be part of a trauma movie. It's mind-blowing to me that they came to us because how that happened was a guy came to the culture room, a place we played. He didn't know who we were. And we played. He loved us. And next thing you know, he wrote us saying, hey, man, I saw you guys, the culture room. You guys are awesome. And I worked for Trauma Pictures, and I was wondering if you guys would be interested in uh, uh, writing a song for Return to Newcomb High. And I was like, oh. So we did. And then when we recorded it as a goof, we said, why don't we record Newcomb High too and send them that too? Not thinking anything of it. We sent them the original first and they were like, we love this. This is great. Then we sent them the, the cover and they're like, oh my God, we love this. We're going to play put this one in part one and your other one in part in volume two. I was like, awesome. So, And then we finally got to meet the guy responsible of getting us on that soundtrack in uh, New York when we played Brooklyn. A guy called Seeger. Hopefully he's listening. Great guy. Uh, responsible getting us on that. Uh, he wasn't the guy that actually saw us live, but he he heard the song and he spearheaded and had Lloyd Kaufman put it on there. We've met Lloyd Kaufman. He loved it too. He actually, nice. He actually called me a musical genius. He wrote it on the... He signed a poster, a Newcomb High poster, and he wrote, Ralph, you are a musical genius, Lloyd Kaufman, which was awesome. Um, so, yeah, it's an honor, man. I can't believe uh, my little band made it all the way to Troma Pictures, which is, to me, like, shit, I can break up today, man. We, we reached the goal, man. And uh, thank you, Ian, for letting me go uh, cut in. But now I'm going to have you finish up your picks of the week. Okay, I, yeah, but... Again, you know, just just to round it up, I mean, you know, if if you like 
you know, my dinner with Andre, Chariots of Fire, uh, Ordinary People. You are going to love Return to Newcomb High Volume 1. Ouch. <laughs> and, and, and uh, it, no, it, it's, a, it's a great movie. It is. It's a lot of fun. And, and I'm very proud that Ralph is on it. I think that is absolutely, because to me, a child of the 80s that grew up with trauma films, I am so happy for Ralph to be part of that because uh, that's going in fucking, that's going in history. You can't take that away. And they do do an incredible version. And I can't wait to hear the other one. Uh, but I, I'm so happy for him. But that is my movie pick of the week. And for my album pick of the week, I'm going back to 1981, and this is a hard-to-find album. I don't know. You might be able to find it on Amazon now. If somebody really wants it and they can't find it, you know, find me on Facebook. Do whatever. I'll get it to you. It's an album called Whitford St. Holmes. Oh, yes. And, and it, it's it's from uh, Brad Whitford of Aerosmith right after he left him after Night in the Ruts, and Derek St. Holmes, who had just let, left Ted Nugent. And... If you like both of those bands, you're going to like this. I mean, this isn't metal. This is hard rock. But but it's a it's a really good album. And I first got turned on when I bought the Aerosmith uh, box set, Pandora's Box. They put the one track on there, Sharpshooter, which I thought was great. I was like, man, this is a really good song. And it took me forever. It wasn't until the internet age that I was able to find it because it was out of print. But, uh, man, if you love both those bands, uh, you know, you love 70s Ted Nugent. You love 70s Aerosmith. Uh, it's got that vein musically. I mean, great songs like I Need Love, uh, Sharpshooter. You know, a lot of good songs on that. And it's 10 tracks. Man, I can't stress this enough. All albums should not go over 10 tracks unless you're a double album, in my opinion. You know, cut all the fucking filler. Keep it album length. You know, something people can digest. You know, listen to it 35, 40 minutes. And then they put out another great album. And this is one of those. If you love late 70s, early 80s hard rock, please check out Whitford St. Holmes. And uh, now we're going to go to Ralph for his picks of the week. Uh, great pick, by the way. I, I do own Whitford St. Holmes on, on vinyl. It's great. And, uh, yeah, I like what you said about albums should just have 10 tracks. Poser Holocaust only has 10 tracks. But our next album is going to have 11. But it's really technically 10 because we're going to put a song on there, which you could see online. It's called Internet Metalhead which I invented on stage. On stage, I told my drummer, play this beat, boom, ba, boom, ba. And I told the guitar, go, ga, 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 ga. And then I started singing Internet Metalhead over and over again. It lasts about 30 seconds. And I want to put that on the next album so I can say, Poser Holocaust had 10 tracks. The new one goes to 11. Ah, okay. Anyway, so um, <laughs> so here's my picks. And this time, I'm, I'm going to pick a movie, a TV show and an album. I'll start with. Holy shit! Yes, and that's make, a lot of entertainment. That's right. I'll make it brief. Uh, and they all start with the letter B. Okay. Um, everybody who knows me knows that I am a huge fan of Black Sabbath. So one of my picks is a Black Sabbath album this week. It's an album that, to me, is probably their most underrated, and like a lot of people don't even know it. Uh, it's called Eternal Idol. Which is the first album that they did with uh, Tony Martin. Only Tony Iommi's on it. That's an original member. Um, originally recorded by Ray Gillen, uh, the late Ray Gillen from Badlands. Um, he, for some reason, I've heard conflicting stories why he's not on the final product. But he did do the demos, and there's a deluxe version out where you can hear 
uh, Ray Gillen's versions and Tony Martin's version. Now, a lot of people are like, no, Ray Gillen's is better, just to say that. But no, man, Ray Gillen's is not better. Ray Gillen's is equal because Tony Martin, pretty much very underrated singer, did did justice to the Ray Gillen songs, pretty much sang it like Ray Gillen. I don't see really that much of a difference, except it sounds better. The production's better on Tony Martin. I highly recommend Eternal Idol. Now, the next one is an old B movie, uh, which starts with a, with a letter B, no less. It's a movie called Basket Case. You ever love heard it. it. Yeah, you heard love it. it. Yes. I love it. Basket Case was a movie I caught on the USA Network back in, I don't know, the 90s, early 90s, maybe late 80s, I don't remember. Up all night? Probably, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> it was, yeah, with Rhonda Spear, whatever her name was. Yeah. Um, oh my God, what a great, great movie. It's, 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 it's bizarre. Uh, it's pretty much about a kid that was born with like this deformed creature on the side of his stomach. And they had it uh, taken off, and then they were going to kill the bizarre creature, and then the kid ran away with it and kept it in a basket. And then what happens after that is like a lot of bizarre, funny shit. Highly recommend Basket Case. It's a really weird uh, horror-type movie. Yeah, it does get a little gory at times, uh, but it's a cool movie, uh, Basket Case. Now, and the last one, it's a brand-new show that there's only, as we're recording this, there's only three episodes up. And my friend turned me on to it. It's called Black Jesus. You seen that? Hail Black Jesus. Yes, Black Hail, Jesus. I love Black Jesus. Yeah, it's on Adult Swim. Um, my friend sent me it, and boy, was I laughing my ass off, man. It is so funny. And, you know, pretty much it's about uh, Black Jesus. You know, that lives in the ghetto, and uh, he's, just, he's just as much of a scumbag as a scumbag he hangs out with. It's fucking awesome. Uh, so those are my picks of the week. Black Sabbath, Eternal Idol, Basket Case, and Black Jesus. Um, again, I want to sum up that, uh, you know, now it's me and Ian, and we will have some guests coming up on our show. Uh, but, you know, it's not a priority. We're not looking for a third member of the show. We just want, you know, different people on the show. And... Um, and we wish Terrence the best. We really do. And Terrence, you know, I'll be part of your show whenever you want me on. And please, let's keep the peace. We're all brothers out there. And just, Ian wants to go a different direction. And we're going to see how this works out. And uh, you have any closing words? Ian, uh, after your closing words, tell everybody how they can enjoy our podcast. Uh, once again, I would just like to say I, I wish nothing but the best for Terrence. I do love Terrence, even though I know he's probably mad at me right now, but I wish his new podcast all the luck. Uh, he's very sincere about what he reviews, and he puts a lot of thought into it. So if you're a fan of Terrence, please check out the Rock, Metal, and Prog... Uh, fuck, what the fuck's it called? Podcast. It's it's going to be on YouTube, right? Yeah, it's, it's YouTube, but then he's going to... It's, it's the Rock, Metal, and Prog Central. So, okay. so check that out. And, uh, and definitely, I agree with all of Ralph's picks. Uh, Eternal Idol. Uh, it took me a while to get into it, but there, there's some great stuff on that. You know, a lot of purists, like, uh, it's just, you know, it's uh, a Tony album, uh, a Tony Ione album. But there's great songs on it. Uh, Basket Case is a great album. And uh, I absolutely love Black Jesus because I believe that a lot more than a white Jesus. 
you gonna tell me there's a white guy that grew up in the Middle East that had friends named Peter and Paul and fucking Mary? Give me a fucking break. This sounds way more realistic that he's black and hangs out in South Central. It's a great show. Uh, have a fucking sense of humor, you fucking hypocrites, and enjoy it. Um, All right, have... hey, hey, hey. All right let, me, let me cut in for a second, okay? Okay, bye. No, no, no. Uh, not, no, no. What Ian just said, I respect his opinion, and nobody, I mean nobody, should attack him for what he just said. I don't have a problem with anybody. I do have a problem with anybody that tries to push their religion on me, no matter if it's Christianity or Satanism, whatever. Keep it to yourself and don't push it on anybody, and I'm cool with you. Ian hates you Christians. I mean, he would feed you to the lions, not me, man. I'd like, you know, I'd eat with you Christians while we watch child molesters get eaten by by lions. Uh, Hail Caesar. Uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I'm sorry I can't, uh, cut you off. Ian, uh, continue. Ah, shit. Okay, uh, let me get my train of thought there. Okay, uh, yeah, so this is a brand new episode. Uh, this, this is hot off the press. You guys are going to get this the day after we recorded it. Uh, we, we do have eight more episodes coming up, uh, with Terrence. Terrence will still be on cause we're, they, they are all strong shows and, uh, and we're very proud of them. We're going to air all those in the coming weeks. We have amazing shows coming up. We have merciful fate. We have Dio era rainbow. We have cheap trick, uh, Van Halen, Anthrax, kiss trivia, queen, uh, Iron, uh, early 90s Iron Maiden we have great shows coming up for you we thank you all for listening uh, as we're recording this over 16,000 plays and that's not even counting iTunes so you know however you find this we're glad you found this but while we're on that subject come to podbean.com go to iTunes go to the Facebook page and please talk to us, because that means a lot. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. That means a lot. We want to make this show the best we can for the fans. Uh, we, you know, Go on YouTube if you want to watch the videos behind while you're listening to the podcast. So many ways to enjoy it. Uh, get in contact with us. If you want to you know, be my personal friend on Facebook, if you want, you know, and, and, and tell me why you hate me tell me why you love me i i embrace all of that and if you want to come up with positive or negative nothing will get deleted feel free to say whatever you want because this is by fans for fans and we thank you very much and each and every sunday we are going to give you the best we fucking can and thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoy the show what you got ralph oh well said Darian. yeah uh check us out on youtube and uh Podbeam and itunes and please subscribe to us leave us comments let people know share it with your friends and uh because you know we really love doing this stuff and we love that people are loving it too uh i'm very humbled by the numbers uh ian keeps up with this more than i can because uh, i'm sorry my hands are full but believe me i don't take none of this for granted i really do love the fact that we are getting uh quite a few following and uh and uh yeah i gotta put up uh last week's uh video and uh you know, this is always going to be a week later on uh, YouTube. So um, thanks, everybody out there, man. And uh, and again, support Terrence and whatever he does. He also has a Pink Floyd uh, Central Tribute channel on uh, on 
on YouTube as well as his own TJ or I'm sorry, Terrence, but uh, maybe I'll get all that information and plug it on the next show. Um, we again, we wish him all the best, and uh, and I will be if he wants me be part of his show, and uh, you know I'll support what he. Uh, him and I support Ian. I support everybody, man. They're all great people. And uh, again, thanks for listening and uh, tune in next week, man. Thanks. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Shazbat. Not There you go. <laughs>